Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport News. This is episode 144, recorded May 15th, 2023. I'm your host, Charles Current, and in today's episode, 78% spike in postal robberies, locksmith scams and how to avoid them, 3D printed 3KS keys, experiment driven lock picking, safe cracking criminals, videos, products, events, meetups, sales giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. You can always find full show notes with all the links at thelocksportscast.com. All right, first up, I would like to just clarify things and apologize a little bit. When I'm collecting stories for the podcast, out of the stuff people sent in to me, I credit under the name that it was sent under on most cases, unless I happen to know that there is another name that is preferred. I don't always make the connection between people's different handles on different services. So if I use a handle that you don't prefer, please just let me know. I will try to keep track of who uses what on different uh, social media services, but I can't guarantee I will always use the correct name. With that said, on to the first story. And the first story of the week is postal carriers are outraged over a 78% spike in robberies, often at gunpoint. Multiple news outlets are reporting that robberies of postal carriers surged 78% to nearly 500 in 2022, according to data provided by the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. Robberies have more than quadrupled over the last decade. Weapons were used in most of the robberies, and 31 postal carriers were injured during those robberies in the last year. Paul Barner, the union's executive vice president, says that the National Association of Letter Carriers is outraged and angered by the assaults, armed robberies, and even murders that America's letter carriers increasingly face as they deliver mail. These attacks are completely unacceptable. The Postal Service has said that it is adopting and implementing new measures to address these robberies. Many of these criminals are targeting the keys that carriers use to access collection boxes and to deliver mail in apartment buildings. The USPS spokesman Dave Partenheimer said that the service is working to enhance collection box key and lock technology, implement dual authentication to make keys less attractive for criminals, and harden blue collection boxes to prevent tampering while continuing to work closely with law enforcement agencies to bring criminals to justice. Partenheimer added that the USPS is in the process of briefing congressional committees on its response to postal crime. This is something that we've covered a few times on this podcast, and I just thought I'd give an update on the statistics. As this article says, postal carriers across the country have been increasingly facing armed robberies to get keys, and what they're generally after are checks. They are looking for checks that are mailed that they can wash and write for different amounts. It is a big industry making a lot of money, and there's a lot of motivation for these people to do horrible things to postal workers. So if you're a postal carrier, be careful. If you have to pay bills by check, 
Be careful where you deposit those checks and when you deposit them. Don't let them sit in any box for any length of time. And preferably, don't drop them in a group collection box or your mailbox outside of your house if you happen to still have one of those. It's probably better to drop them off at the the collection at the actual post office or just don't use checks at all if possible. Next up is a story that was sent in called Five Common Locksmith Scams and How to Avoid Them. The main scams that they mention are the fake locksmith scam. Their description says that this particular scam is people who are not necessarily licensed locksmiths advertising on Google and other marketplaces as locksmiths, quoting prices for jobs, showing up and charging a lot more and quite probably doing a terrible job. The next is the bait and switch scam. The bait and switch scam is similar to the fake locksmith scam they say, but it's just basically they give you a quote over the phone, they arrive, they say the job is much more complicated than expected, and you need other services performed, and the price is going to go way up. The third is unnecessary repair scam. In this one, the locksmith shows up, claim that uh, your locks or something else is damaged, needs to be replaced entirely, may claim that they need to drill locks and then replace them pretty common way for these uh, scam artists to make money. Most of these are very similar to each other. The first three are very similar to each other. And frankly, so is the fifth one. But uh, number four, duplicates key scam. This is one where they say that locksmiths will make a key for you as you requested and also make a copy for themselves for nefarious purposes. Fifth is the emergency lockout scam. Uh, this is very similar to a lot of the others, but uh, you have your, you're locked out of your vehicle or your home. You go looking through Google ads on your phone, trying to find a local locksmith. You get a call center and they send out a locksmith. The locksmith then wants to charge an exorbitant fee to let you back into your house or your vehicle. Well over what the uh, the normal charge would be. The article also gives some tips on how to avoid scams. Uh, I will give my own here that I personally use, but may not work for everybody. Find out who your friends or your employer or somebody else uses as as a locksmith in this case. This applies to locksmiths, auto mechanics, whatever. Find out who they use and who they trust. And for me, for locksmiths, my employer has a contract with local locksmith service for many different things. And I'm lucky in that that particular locksmith also does all the other commercial, residential, lockouts, um, all that kind of stuff. So I can just use them. If they didn't, then what I would probably do is contact that locksmith service that we deal with at work and ask them for a recommendation of somebody who could do residential or lockout service. A lot of companies, I know when I worked in the uh, automotive industry, you have people that you work with regularly that you trust. You develop a list of people that you trust to do things that you don't. You don't want to send your customers off to some scam artist. So you know who does a good job in your area. And when a customer asks for a referral, you're going to send them to somebody that you know is going to treat them right because you want to maintain them as a customer. You want to make them happy. It's all about customer service. And the same thing happens in a lot of different industries. So that's where I would start. We do business. 
with the local locksmith. If they didn't do residential and lockout service, then I would ask them, who do you know, who do you trust in this area to do this type of service? And you probably want to figure that out before you run into an emergency. Moving on to community news, we have a Reddit post called First Open of a 3KS with a 3D printed key generated from a photo to code the pass. This was posted by Norlin, and it says, Ranger asked me for a high-resolution scan of my 3KS key for a project he was working on. He created a tool to produce STL files to code generate keys for the 3KS. After a few iterations back and forth with him on tweaking dimensions to the key, I got one printed today that had to be forced a little bit into the lock, but opened on the first turn. Quite a few comments under this one, too. I recommend you go check it out. Pretty interesting idea. We've known for a long time that you can take a photo of a normal pin tumbler lock key and, as Deviant showed us, easily determine the code and get one cut to code with it. But here is that same principle being applied to more high security locks. And I love the ingenuity here. Anyway, I thought this was an interesting project and thought you should all know about it. We have some updates from Oak City Locksport on Kakalaki Khan, uh, the lockpicking village. They put up a post saying we want to thank Kakalaki Khan for having us run the lockpicking village again and our volunteers for donating their time and talent for free. It was amazing to see old friends we hadn't seen in years and meeting new ones. They followed up with a couple more posts, one saying ordinarily we might cry foul if a staff member wins a contest, but ours were purely games of skill. With no prior knowledge of the contests, our staff member and panel speaker, Alex Sun, absolutely crushed the competition, winning both of our trophy contests. He opened six locks in 15 minutes while blindfolded to win the lockpick wizard and got through all three nested layers of the lockpicking dead challenge box in one minute and 29 seconds. The image shows a picture of him with his two trophies, which were evidently a Kiara, which he's wearing on his head, and a skull planter with zombie picks. If you want uh, to know more, you can check out the links to the tweets in the show notes. We have uh, also one tweet here that I will include in the links that has close-ups of both of the trophies, if you want to know more about those. DEFCON 2023 has their Lockpick Village call for staff out. According to the schedule on the sign-up form, May 15th is the call is the opening of the call for staff. The call for staff closes on June 24th. Volunteer selection notifications start to go out on July 1st and roommate assignments will be announced on July 15th. Link to the sign up form will be in the show notes for anybody who's interested in uh, helping out over there. Moving back to Reddit, I normally don't cover people selling locks, but this one is a little different, so it was a post locks for sale in the UK, and it's by user Vitsona. It says, I'm having a bit of a clear out. I'm based in the UK and selling everything on the list, and there's a photo of a list. I also have some generic euros and a few other stuff not on the list. Can be flexible on some prices and open to deals. Since this is a pretty big list, I thought it might be mentioning there might still be something available by the time you hear this episode. And the other thing that came out was in the comments, somebody suggested that they also post this post on the r slash lock lot Reddit. 
And I thought that was something to bring up for everybody. A lot of people know about the r slash lock picking and the r slash locksmith reddits, but the lock lot reddit is uh, specifically for posting information about sales of locks. So you might want to go over and check that out if you're in the market for locks. All right, next up we have videos. First, we have a video by MC Explorers. And this is a tutorial video on picking and gutting and reassembling the Abus Plus. The video is heavily captioned and has voiceover. It is broken up into chapters to make it easy to find the section you're looking for. Or those chapters are look at the key, look inside, what the strategy is for a front tension open, what makes those butterfly discs in first and last position interesting, mental model of setting the discs where they need to move, leveraging the sidebar better to feel those gates, using spacers for progressive disking with working example, practice open with spacers, tips review, picking gut, and putting it back together. So if you're new or you're looking into getting into disc detainer picking, then uh, this might be a good video to check out, give some uh, good information for you. And last week on the product section, I stated that the 13th edition of the Ilco key blank directory was finally available. And now it's mostly sold out everywhere. But if you want to know a little more about it, Jason over at SE Lock and Key made a review video on the directory itself. Um, a lot of good information he puts out there. The, uh, the good and the bad. So be sure to uh, check that out while you uh, wait for them to come back and stop. And also last week, I covered the new multi-pick Eris system, and LockNoob has put out a detailed video on that system. So I recommend you head over and check it out. It is a really cool setup. And I can, honestly can't remember if I mentioned that last week, but this system was a collaboration between multi-pick and Captain Hook number one. So good work by Captain Hook number one. It is a really cool looking set. So I recommend everybody go check out the video and uh, check out the amazing work they did on developing that set. Moving on to blogs and articles, we have one this week. It is on the Tool Black Bag blog, and it is experiment-driven lock picking. It's not really much of a blog post, actually. It's really an embedded video of uh, Jan Willem Marcus talking at Hacker Hotel 2023, and uh, also the slides in the presentation are embedded in the article. The talk is about uncovering information leakage in mechanical locks and the techniques he uses. It includes specific details on his work on the Boley Rotisera and Cromer Protector. So really interesting stuff. Some really interesting techniques being discussed there. So uh, definitely worth checking out, I think. Moving on to products. First up, we have a book recommendation from Good Guy, or uh, B&E A to Z. The book is Stealing Manhattan, The Untold Story of America's Billion-Dollar Gem Heist Masterminds, and is by, written by Burl Bearer Bear, and Punch Standif... Uh, I can't pronounce the last name. I apologize. Good guy says, I often post a thing or two related to safe-cracking Yeggs and their true crime sagas. Well, this is out, and it's packed full of heists. Get yours today. It does not disappoint. Amazon description says, Punch 
insists, My father, known as Mr. Stan, is the greatest gentleman thief who ever lived, a true genius. Punch was raised to be an exceptional diamond thief. He can work magic on a safe that would have sent Mandrake and the magician back to the novelty store and Dr. Strange back to medical school. He and his family risked it all to make the patriarch, Mr. Stan, proud. Punch's pop culture sensibilities, his father's proven skills, and his mother's artistic input merged to create cinema-style capers. Elaborately planned and executed, including a spectacular 1992 New York mega-heist of over $1 billion in diamonds, gold, and precious gems, and they got away with it. Many of the crew members went on to invest in real estate, helping to build the New York skyline, while others moved to Europe and became the Pink Panthers. They had one rule, no one gets hurt. From Daring Heist to the Ultimate Escape, discover the true story of Punch, his extraordinary crew, and his high society family. Sounds like an interesting book. I might actually have to order that one. Anyway, comes recommended by uh, Good Guy Beanie A to Z, so that's a good recommendation for me. And while we're on the topic of products, over at Hazardous Manufacturing, they put out a tweet that says that they've been informed that the multi-pick Ares disdetainer tips will fit in the Hazardous Manufacturing resin bullet. They say this gets you into the rear-tensioning DD pick game for about $60. And so if you're interested, contact them for more. I will have a link to the specific tweet in the show notes. All right, moving on to events and meetups. We have a new one here. It's actually taking place tomorrow, but I think this is probably a reoccurring event. And it is Pick Locks on the East Side. It takes place May 16th in Redmond, Washington. I will have a link to the meetup page in the show notes in case you are interested. We have the Military Cyber Professional Association HammerCon taking place May 18th in Laurel, Maryland. Hack for Kids Chicago, June 3rd in Chicago, Illinois. Circle City Con, June 23rd in Indianapolis, Indiana. Lockfest EU, September 23rd in Karlovy Vary, Czech Republic. Hack for Kids Grand Rapids, September 29th, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Besides Augusta, October 7th, Augusta, Georgia. Besides Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida, October 14th. MLA Expo, October 20th in St. Quentin Gate, Telford, Shropfordshire. St. Con, October 24th in Provo, Utah. ISSA Columbus, October 21st in Columbus, Georgia. And DEF CON 31, August 10th, Las Vegas, Nevada. And don't forget that they have the call for volunteers for their lockpicking village. Link in the show notes. Be sure to sign up if you are at all interested. Moving on to Lockpickers United belts this week, we have several new belts to announce. First off, we have Virginia Dave earned purple, so congratulations. Probably going to say this one wrong, but Zemon earned brown this week, so congratulations to you. We have two new red belts. We have Alpama and Vinsanity Zero. Vinsanity Zero was announced as a brown belt last week and red belt this week. Congratulations to both of you and on the quick advancement for Vinsanity. And we have a new black belt as well. So 
congrats to Lock Fumbler, who definitely fumbled through safe manipulation, impressioning, and picking ASA 700s to earn Black Belt last week. And kidding aside, uh, very well done. Takes a lot of skill to uh, get through those. You can't just fumble through that. So I think Lock Fumbler needs to change their name. They obviously are not fumbling their way through this system. For those of you not already familiar with the Lockpickers United Belt system, you can find links in the show notes that will describe the whole system and let you know how to participate and why it is fun to participate. And now it's time to take a quick break. Say thank you to the people that made this particular episode possible. I'll start with the financial supporters. We have PandaFrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, Williams Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Lebon's Locksport, Journey, Pat from Monsensor Tactical, Three Raccoons and a Coat, Cheryl, aka Anthony, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cooltoon, Mog, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lockpicker, Barebones Lockpicking, Snake, Paracentric, and John R. Content producers. Cheap content producer is Cheryl, aka Anthony. Other content producers are Barebones Lockpicking, Chris Capoon, Good Guy, aka Beanie A to Z, Gravity Karma, iFisk, I'm Gumby, Jimmy Longs, Joshua Gonzalez, Lady Locks, Lockpicking Dev, Open Lock, Pocket Woman, Tequila Dave, the Lockpicker 1969, and Tony Varelli. Thank you to all of you for your support. And remember, this show is only possible because of your information and support. So if you value this podcast, please support it. The number one most important way you can support it is by sending in your news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that's happening in the Locksport community or happening to the Locksport community. Doesn't matter if you think everybody knows it or it's not that important. Send it in anyway. I guarantee you everyone does not know it's happening. Uh, A lot of these things stay in little groups. You know, the Discord knows this is happening. The Reddit knows this is happening. People on YouTube know that's happening and they don't necessarily get disseminated through the rest of the group. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But sharing it with me so I can share it with the community will help get the word out. You can send all that information to either podcast at locksportscast.com or any of the other methods listed in the show notes. Tagging me on social media is the easiest way to do it and the most popular way. If you don't have information to share, there are other ways you can help, and those include sharing the podcast with your lockpicking friends. Spread the word. Uh, If you spread the word, more people listen. More people listening means more people send in news. You can also help the logarithm by leaving a comment, thumbs up, uh, review, whatever the platform you listen on allows. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform. If you want to help financially, you can. It is not required, but it is always appreciated. And you can do that via PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. If you support the show with information that I use in an episode or donation, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes. Moving on to criminals. Our first story is thieves blow church safes with explosives to steal parish silver. They say the thieves are believed to have broken into four churches so far. Items stolen include chalices, candlesticks, crucifixes, and plates locked away in safe storage. In one raid, 25 pieces of communion silver, including a 450-year-old Elizabethan chalice worth 30,000 pounds, were stolen from a safe in vestry of Lady St. Mary's Church in Wareham, Dorset. They say burglars smashed the lead window to get into the grade one listed 10th century building and used angle grinders to break open heavy oak doors. They then drilled a hole in the door of a three foot tall safe before placing explosives inside to force it open. 
They say similar thefts have taken place in two churches in Suffolk and another in Lancashire. Police have confirmed that they are looking into whether the incidents are linked. They are describing the raid on Lady St. Mary's as very professional crime. The gang struck overnight on April 14th through and into the 15th. They cut the power in case the church had cameras. And then they broke every locked door inside the church before finding the safe in the storeroom. Their haul included a 7-inch tall Elizabethan chalice and another one from the time of Charles II. Several items belonging to neighborhood churches were being stored at Lady St. Mary's, as they did not have their own safes. Those were also taken. There are fears that the thieves might melt down the religious artifacts, destroying them for eternity. They say the thieves also used lubricant to prevent their fingertips from being discovered. The article states that they tried drilling out the locks of the safe when they didn't have any joy. They drilled a hole in the middle of the door and put a small explosive charge below the mechanism. It didn't blow the door off its hinges. It just blew the locking mechanism. They say that the stolen Elizabethan chalice, which is engraved with the church's name, is seven and a quarter inches tall and dates to 1574. Some details on the other two related crimes here. We have thieves stole a Victorian cross and lectern from St. Mary's Church in Burstall between April 9th and 11th. And St. Michael's Church in Wolverstone had a number of brass items stolen on April 18th. Five candlesticks, two vases, two small organ candlebra and candlestick cups. In Lancashire, criminals targeted St. Mary's Church in Gunsnarg on April 10th and 11th. There they drilled out the locks on two safes and stole cash and several silver items of significant value. So, sounds like some uh, knowledgeable and organized thieves have found an underprotected segment of the market uh, with a lot of value. So... Hopefully they don't melt them down and they just attempt to sell them on the black market. It's uh, sad to see heirlooms like this being uh, potentially destroyed. Uh, This next one, don't have a lot of details. It was shared by a good guy on Twitter. And it's by, I don't know how to pronounce the name, the restaurant that posted it, but it's uh, Zian Famous Foods. Um, Just my best guess. And it was a picture of security camera footage of somebody in the business and the comments that they put on it are this fellow broke into our DTBK location at 3 a.m. spent a few hours drilling the safe finally opened it reached in and found no cash left empty-handed and then they add XFF would like to offer you a free dish for all your wasted effort must have broke a sweat feels bad man just DM us They have a good sense of humor. Gotta love it. And he walked away empty-handed, so gotta love that too. All right, moving on to sales. We have some new ones, so pay attention. JimmyLongs.com. You can save 20% if you use the code THELOCKSPORTSCAST. All one word, no spaces. THELOCKSPORTSCAST. 20% off at JimmyLongs.com. Highly recommend those picks. I use some myself, and I do really like them, so I can recommend those. Check out jimmylongs.com. Multi-pick. Several discount codes. I believe we have currently four of them. 
take your pick, 10% off. Just depends on which community member you want to support the most. So uh, go to the links in the show notes to find out which codes are available if you're going to shop at Multipick. If you're looking for the book on antique locks and keys, their history, uses, and mechanisms, then you can check out Artisan Ideas and use the code JASON to save some money on that. Or any of the other books they have, I think. But uh, Jason recommends you check out their Antique Locks and Keys book. So check it out. And if you want to get it, use his code. Vent or ZFix has a current offers page for the items that they have on sale. And you can uh, access that via the link in the show notes. Barebones Lockpicking, their May code is PRINCEREATURNS10 for 10% off the month of May. And that is good through May 31st. Over at 3D Locksport, you can save 10% off if you use the code LSCAST10. And thank you to Tony Verrilli for keeping that code active for so long. Over at Southord, they have both a sale items page and a cosmetically blemished page, both of which can save you some money. So be sure to check there first if you are shopping at Southord.com. If you're going to shop over at Law Lock Tools, you can either use the coupon code provided by Review Guru, which you can find a link to in the show notes, for 10% off. Or while supplies last, they have their pouches 50% off and the Ridgeback set 50% off. And codes for both of those are in the link in the show notes. Mako Locks, you can save 15% off if you use the code by Mako. And uklockpickers.co.uk, 10% off with the code GIFT. Moving on to giveaways, we have a new one this week as well. The Lockpicker 1969 Locksport Bundle Giveaway featuring Sparrows started on May 10th and runs through June 3rd. So be sure to check that one out. Lockpicker 1969 doing a lot of great things for the community, including these giveaways. So be sure to check out his channel and show him some love. And be sure to check out Pocket Woman's channel and the hashtag Lotto Lock Tuesday playlist she has, which has the Lotto Lock Tuesday videos from all the different creators that are participating and quite often does giveaways over there as part of that. Um, I believe it's every month or something like that. I forgot the details at the moment, but she does regular giveaways for the Lotto Lock Tuesdays. So be sure to check those out. Picking Time Live with Lady Lock and friends they quite often do giveaways over there so good one to check out and just join in the fun and of course there is clk supplies with their lock boss giveaways that they run every week so be sure to check those out and that's it for this week i know it's a shorter episode or expected to be a shorter episode once it's edited up i guess we'll see anyway uh didn't have a lot of time this week for prepping and recording so I apologize for the shorter episode, but I wanted to be sure to get one out. Thank you for sending in your news links, information, anything I didn't get to this week that I think is important. I will try to slip into another week. And thank you for your continued support. Thank you for listening. And remember to keep it legal. Legal.